Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Former President George H.W. Bush, who passed away Friday at the age of 94, will receive final honors in Washington this week before his burial in Texas. The body of the former president will lie in state in the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol from Monday evening through Wednesday morning. Members of the House and Senate will gather for the arrival of Mr. Bush's body on Monday. The public will have an opportunity to pay respects until Wednesday morning. President Trump has declared Wednesday a national day of mourning. Federal agencies will be closed. While details are still being finalized, an official state funeral will be held at Washington's National Cathedral on Wednesday. President and Mrs. Trump will be among those in attendance. Mr. Bush will be laid to rest Thursday next to his wife Barbara at the George H.W. Bush Presidential Library in College Station, Texas. That is correspondent Wally Hines. More details at srnnews.com. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot. I'm often asked when meeting with prospective clients, does radio work? Absolutely, I say. And we have plenty of success stories to share. Listeners have more ways to listen than ever. They have our new FM signal in the West Metro, smart speakers like Alexa, and our free mobile app. Listeners are finding us, so let your business be found too. Consider advertising on The Patriot and see how radio will work for you. Call us at 651-405-8800. AM 1280 The Patriot. You can listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Whether you got a spot, dot, echo, or whatever, just go ahead and say, hey, Alexa, enable The Patriot Minneapolis. You don't have to do that the first time you tune in. After that, if you want to tune back in, just say, Alexa, play The Patriot Minneapolis to stream in high quality. Check out this simple how-to video on our website, am1280thepatriot.com, keyword Alexa. High at 28 with a low of 17. Drive safe out there, guys. AM 1280, The Patriot. Osterhus Bookstore has Bibles, Christian books, Christian greeting cards, and memorable gifts. They'll even personalize a name on your new Bible while you wait. Osterhus Book and Print, north of downtown Robbinsdale. Online at osterhuspub.com. Call them at 763-537-9311. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And, And maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people, and they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. The Republican Party will shortly turn over control of the House to the Democrats. But does that mean there are no more opportunities to cut taxes and spur growth? Not at all. Larry Kudlow, the president's chief economic advisor, has previously promoted a way a president could cut taxes without going through Congress. It appears that the tax statutes give the president the authority to adjust the calculation of investment taxes so that we get taxed on actual gains, not increases in prices due to inflation. Imagine you bought a share of stock for $100 and sold it several years later for $110. But there had also been 10% inflation. You didn't really make any money. You just broke even. But the IRS would tax you on that alleged gain. It appears that the president has the authority to change that without going through Congress. It's time for the Kudlow Plan. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
Bring home big bucks with hunting boots from Chet's Shoes. No matter the weather or terrain in your neck of the woods this deer hunting season, Chet's has a boot for you. We work hard to make sure you're comfortable on your feet so you can focus on the deer, not how wet or cramped you are. Don't settle for seeking out your boots in a big box store. Step into Chet's where you'll find personalized one-on-one customer service. Our Red Wing stores feature one of the largest selections of Irish setter hunting boots. Visit us today. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. TheFishTwinCities.com, spreading joy all season long. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Hear Christmas classics and contemporary favorites at TheFishTwinCities.com. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his way around. Oh, he's got very big connections. But he's not here today. No, Andy Parker is off doing very important business out of the great state of Minnesota. And so you have me, Dan Rosen. You've heard me before. And by the way, what you heard before this show started about this being pre-recorded, excuse me, about this being pre-recorded, it's not. I'm here live, and you can join me live. Call in, 651-289-4488, 651-289-4488. You can call and you can talk to me about anything, but I'll tell you what I have in mind to talk about today. The passing of George Bush makes me want to comment to you all a little bit about uh, what I think the state of politics is for conservatives today, what the death of George Bush may cause us to reflect on, think about how it may call on us to revise our current thinking, our current perspectives. And then uh, in the second half of today's show, I want to talk to you about uh, the Jewish holiday that's actually going to begin during this show. Jewish holidays begin at sundown, uh, on the given day of their beginning. And today, sundown being uh, at about 4.35, uh, that's going to be the first day of Hanukkah. Begins at about 4.35 today. We'll be there to celebrate it together. I'm going to tell you what it's all about because I think most of our listeners uh, understand uh, understand the holiday that uh, they most celebrate now. I think people understand what Christmas is about. But uh, I'm going to tell you what we Jews celebrate, why we celebrate it, what it's all about. And uh, you're free to call in, ask me any questions, and I'll be happy to talk to you all about it. 651-289-4488, 651-289-4488 to talk to me. But let's get started. So George Bush dies, and we're hearing a lot uh, about him. And, you know, of course, uh, we hear all, you know, you go on uh, the mainstream networks and by and large what you hear is uh, uh, the, the backhand type of compliments uh, or what's intended to be backhanded compliments. He's better than Trump. He's better than this guy. He's better than that guy. They didn't like him when he was in office, but they sure seem to like him now. And uh, to the extent they speak uh, respectfully of him, of course, they speak that way because he does deserve it. But uh, I tend to think there's people on the air that are speaking that way in order to draw contrast with what we have now. But you want to know something? I don't think that's such a horrible thing. I don't think it's such a horrible thing to look back on the life of George Bush and look back on the presidency of George Bush uh, and draw some lessons for what it means now. And no, I'm not going to take this opportunity to to, uh, attack anybody in particular, but the state of our politics is something that we need to talk about and we need to be mindful of. Because the prevailing attitude, whereby our elected officials officials are always looking at the next election, whereby we're always looking at how are we going to make sure we win that 2020 presidential election, 
How are we going to make sure that in 2020 we retake the House? How are we going to make sure that in 2020 we don't lose the Senate? Everybody always looking at winning the next election, what it means. And by the way, they're not usually thinking about it in terms of winning the next election so much as they seem to be thinking about defeating the other side in the next election. But it's that mentality, always thinking about the next election, that causes us to be where we are now. Because uh, what we've got is a culture in which our conservative representatives in government are just simply not willing to accomplish conservative purposes. Now, you've heard me talk about this before when I've sat in here and I've substituted for the great Andy Parker. You've heard me talk before about this idea, you know, we've got people among the conservatives who will look at certain Republicans and they will put on the name Republican in name only, right? Rhino, R-I-N-O, Republican in name only. We hear that all the time and we hear people who supposedly are great purists, who supposedly really want to accomplish the true conservative values and they go and they attack the people who are willing to compromise. And you've heard me tell you that those people, anybody who says that somebody else is a rhino, that's the first indicator that they're the true rhino. Anybody who's the purist, anybody who attacks the compromiser, they're the person who's not the real conservative. They're the person who only wants to serve themselves if they're already elected and they're doing that. And if they're not and they're a voter, then they're the person who I tell you needs to look and be a little bit more introspective and a little bit more understanding of what it is that actually accomplishes conservative principles in this world. Because it isn't an all or nothing mentality. It isn't the idea that, oh, my gosh, if I agree to raise taxes in exchange for major entitlement reform and beef and making sure that we have enough aircraft carriers at sea in order to defend our interests, Am I because I agreed to raise those taxes? Does that mean I'm not conservative? I'll tell you right now. If you refuse to raise those taxes in exchange for having those aircraft carriers, in exchange for major entitlement reform, you're the one who's the big government liberal. Oh, I don't care what your philosophy is. I don't care what it is that you're thinking inside that head of yours that's causing you to say, oh, my God, he wants to raise taxes. He's a rhino. He's a rhino. No, sir, you're the rhino because you are the person who would rather talk than accomplish a conservative principle because the last time I checked, being able to defend America is a conservative principle. The last time I checked, getting our government on sound financial footing by massive reform of entitlements is a conservative principle. And you know what? I'll tell you. This is what I think we have to be doing next year, and I hope we've got a president who will exercise the art of the deal, and he'll sit down with the Democrats in the House of Representatives, and I hope he will give, and I hope he will take. Now, of course, he'll have Democrats in the House of Representatives. All they'll be thinking about is what are we going to do and how are we going to negotiate a deal in order to make sure Trump doesn't win re-election. We know that's how they're going to be motivated. But uh, that's not the way that we have to be motivated. Guess what, guys? We have a special treat for you. I'm not going to tell you who it is. We're going to play three guesses. We're going to play three guesses. Who could it be that's holding on on the phone? Could it be? Could it be? And by the way, we don't have to have the music while he's holding on the phone. Who who could it be that's holding on the phone? Could it be the great hero of American justice? Wait, Andy, am I able to say great hero of American justice since we're not allowed to say the justice hour anymore and it's the victory hour? I don't know, but I think you are the great hero of American justice. And we have Andy Parker on the phone. How are you, Andrew? Daniel, great to be with you. And I very much appreciate the wonderful job you do each time we have to call on you to take over the helm of the victory hour it uh you know when people hear that it's going to happen they uh they listen in just for that reason to hear the dulcet tones of dan rosen well they do and 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 i could challenge everybody who is listening because it's me uh to call in and then we'll find out just how many there are, Andy, right? <laughs> Andy, you know, I'm on one of my common themes, and that is railing on the people who call themselves 
who 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 accuse other Republicans of being Republican in name only because they're willing to compromise. And uh, and I'm thinking now more than ever is the time that we need to give a little in order to take a lot. And uh, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the subject. Well, I think it's it's absolutely true. You know that getting things done, and you know, and particularly at this time when we're talking about that in the name of George H. W. Bush, which is something you know he really did stand for. Not everything he got done was something I agreed with, uh, but he he was focused on. Uh, working a deal, working through compromise to make sure that the wheels of legislation do not grind to a halt, but rather allow us to move forward in the tradition of the president that he served, Ronald Reagan and and Tip O'Neill, and the work they did. If they could get things done, anyone should be able to. They had such uh, differences in political philosophy. And today, more than ever, as you point out, uh, we need to focus on that. And I think that the equal lib- – we're starting to potentially – and, I, you know, this is kind of reaching here – but to find our equilibrium, we're, we, we haven't seen it, but, we're, but, but my prognostication is that uh, the, the middle of this country is going to have great voice to require those in Congress to come together. And those who uh, show that they're able to do that are going to get elected. Those who show that they're not are going to get thrown out more and more. Hopefully we are on that path. I think many of the Democrats, and Danny, you know, I'd like your judgment on this, uh, who were elected in this midterm election, uh, are are more a bit more at least centrist Democrats, and if they are not corralled and 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 uh, put on shackles or reins uh, that prevent them from doing deals with the other side, I think we might be able to find some deals. Well, Andy, when we come back from the break, that's where I want to pick it up and talk to you about what your prognostications are, because we do have some history on which to base our expectations, history from the Democrats, history from the Republicans. We'll make some predictions when we come back. It's the Justice Hour with Andrew Parker. AM 1280, The Patriot. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. Hey, what are you listening to over there? Same thing I always listen to, The Fish. They're playing Christmas music now? All season long. It sounds perfect for our Christmas party tonight. Can you email me the link? No, it's easy. Just type in TheFishTwinCities.com. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Tune in now for Christmas classics and contemporary favorites on thefishtwincities.com. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. 
Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. Welcome back to the Victory Hour. It's Andrew Parker's Victory Hour. This is Dan Rosen sitting in for the great Andy Parker. But we do have, for all of you disappointed women out there, we have Andy on the phone with us. Andy. You're out there saving the world for your clients, and we're glad about it. But uh, let's talk about predictions for uh, the next couple of years, because I think we do know something, because people have made no secret of it. And I don't mean just now in the last couple of months. I mean in the last two decades. People make no secret now that the the goal, the congressional leadership's goal, is not going to be to actually pass legislation. It's not going to be to sit down and make compromise. The goal of the Democratic leadership in the House is going to be to try to prevent Donald Trump from being reelected. Uh, the goal of uh, and the goal of everybody else is going to be to try to flip the House, and you know, and they try to do it by preventing the uh, the the primary way they try to do it is by preventing the other side from being able to have anything that they can claim victory on. And it seems like such a a mutually destructive path. Uh, but we're on it, we've been on it, and it has been to each party's mutual destruction, and all that happens is the giant liberal state that we all have to live with just continues to grow because we Republicans don't understand that it's better to cut it back here and to cut it back there. Uh, you know, win a battle this year, win a battle next year, come back, win a battle the year after that. But people just don't seem to want to accept the idea that you got to win, uh, that you can't win it all at once. What's your thought? You know, it's interesting, and I want to apply it and speak about uh, the current occupant of uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, I think that it, it would be a, a real opportunity uh, in light of the fact that Donald Trump, while he, he certainly is a conservative, he is a compromising force on a lot of his policies, and many in uh, the Republican Party, we're very concerned about the fact that he uh, he has, over the years, been open to liberal policy ideas. And they were concerned that he would compromise uh, his conservative principles. And the fact of the matter is, I think that he has shown uh, that he is willing to, in fact, do that. The Dream, uh, The Dreamers and DACA is one example. Uh, of that. The problem is he is so vilified, not just by the Democrats. I mean, of course, it started with them. But he has been so vilified by the media that the general population, uh, just with the consistent drumbeat, the public, uh, have really taken a, an enormous dislike to him those who right and it, and it, and it prevents and it prevents the democratic congressional leadership from feeling like they can make a deal with them and i suppose exactly. you know and and if they're and they are sufficiently craven that they will not make a deal with them as a result because they're afraid of that and they're afraid of their so-called base you know as if their base is going to run somewhere else <laughs> yeah i know they, they certainly won't i think that they're not only afraid of their base but it seeped even beyond the base. The dislike for Donald Trump uh, certainly has seeped into the suburbs, which you cannot identify as the Democratic base traditionally. Uh, but it has seeped into the suburbs, not because they are anti-Republican, but because they're anti-Trump. 
And that really poses a problem for us to get some policy measures um, uh, through on bipartisan support. Well, that's true, except uh, that uh, if the president will take the initiative on some things, uh, the president sits down with the Democrats, gets some Republicans to go along with. Uh, if the president is really willing to 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 sit down and do it and do what's necessary to make the deals, uh, he may very well uh, endanger himself for a nomination in 2020. What do you think? Well, that's right. I mean, the, the way he may be able to get some things done over the next two years is to become that unique, probably uh, never uh, seen before, president who cobbles together the uh, right side of the Democratic Party, the left side of the Republican Party, uh, does not act as, quote-unquote, a Republican president, but acts as a consensus builder of the two parties because there is such divergence within the parties themselves where they've got the far left and the far right that uh, simply will stand in the way, try to cobble together a consensus in the middle of both parties to get some things done. But if he does it, he may well not get the nomination in uh, two years. You know, I, and, and I think that the harsher opposition to it is going to be a Republican fear uh, that, if they, that if they were yes. to pass something like that very broadly – then all of these newly elected Democrats in the suburbs are going to be able to say, look, look what happens. You elected us into the House, and uh, we actually accomplished a bunch of things. And we accomplished a bunch of things, and we gave the president a couple of things, and we got some things for ourselves. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, just to even talk about it, though, um, gives rise to a sense of unreality because I just don't see uh, a Pelosi-led House of Representatives uh, engaging in that kind of compromise. I don't see... Uh, a House of Representatives that has some of the new crop uh, of people that are in there. You know, the uh, what's her name from Queens, whose name I can never remember, Ilhan Omar from our great state here. I mean, you know, it, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, it's Alexandria or uh, Casio Cortez, uh, Ilhan Omar, uh, Rashida Talib from Michigan. Uh, all of them driving the far left agenda as uh, young, youngish, certainly uh, women in Congress. And uh, they've got a lot of support in the Democratic Party. It'll be interesting what Nancy Pelosi is going to do with her new uh, coalition there uh, and, and power base in, uh, in the House. And, you know, and I think uh, the, the people who ran on a, the Democrats, that is, who got elected after having run on a platform of going and getting things done and run on a on a far less fiery platform than that, which, uh, uh, for example, Omar ran on uh, and uh, the Tlaib uh, in Michigan ran on those, you know, it's nice. Their attitude that they gave lip service to is nice. But one, I really question whether a lot of those people believe any of it. And uh, number two, the pressure on them, the pressure to give in to the uh, to the to the real uh, center of gravity right now in the Democratic Party, which is pretty far to the left. Uh, the pressure on them will be just too great, I think, for them to bear. And and I and I don't forecast that the president will have somebody on the other side of the table to even engage in this give and take with. But but. We on our side, if we do want to accomplish some conservative things, can give it a try. We on our side can can try. I mean, you know, look, uh, th- th- this isn't this isn't like you know Israel and the Arabs. It isn't like they all of a sudden gotta you know sit down with people who have their guns pointed at them, right? Uh, right. You know, they're they're sitting down with political opponents. They're not sitting down with mortal opponents. So you know, you sit down, you do it, you make a proposition. Uh, so what if it gives up a negotiating position a little bit? I mean, does anybody really believe uh, that all of a sudden that, you know, that if you propose to give up something in exchange for something uh, now that two years later that somehow people are are held to a bargain like they're sitting and discussing a business deal or a court imposed settlement or something like that? So it could happen. It's just that I don't see in the present crop of people the willingness to do it. No, that's right. I think the last point on on this topic is uh, 
is what is the cause? How did we get here? And I think the answer to that uh, is not about personalities, but it's about the structure and more particularly about the drawing of districts and the fact that the uh, drawing of districts across the country in many more places than we would like has resulted in uh, a power base on the fringe rather than uh, in the middle. And yeah. that's you know what happens when gerrymandering occurs. Well, you know, <laughs> not that I'm look. Not we've, that we've I'm always, we've always. I mean, who yeah. am I to be opposed to gerrymandering? <laughs> <laughs> Andy, uh, when we come back after the break, uh, we're going to talk about the holiday that's going to begin here in Minneapolis in about five minutes. The holiday of Hanukkah. We're going to talk about its historical background, its significance, what it means. Danny, Danny, can I ask? I'd love to, as we go into that, but right before we go into that, I'd love your thoughts on uh, George Herbert Walker Bush and his relationship to Israel, which was very interesting during his four years as president, particularly in 1991, uh, and and, uh, his counterpart in Israel, Yitzhak Shamir. I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, that relationship. We'll talk about it when we come back from the break. It's the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker and Dan Rosen. AM1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. You're finally thinking about retirement, and I'm sure you're wondering, do I have enough money to retire? Will I be able to take that trip, buy that special something, or visit the kids? Now is the time to get your arms around your money, protect and grow your nest egg, so you can live out your retirement dreams. Join us at Online Trading Academy. Call us for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to parkerdk.com. We're back with the Victory Hour. Andy, we still got you on the phone? You do indeed. I, I can stay on for about uh, 10 more minutes, but i got to run to a meeting down here in Austin, Texas. 
Austin, Texas. Not bad country down there, not bad at all. Home of the Presidential Library of Lyndon Baines Johnson. Andy, before yeah. we before we took the break, uh, you asked me to to reflect on George Bush and his attitudes toward Israel. So it's a mixed bag, but I will tell you, um, by and large, I give President Bush uh, a thumbs up, but it's uh, not the easiest thumbs up uh, to give. Uh, first, let me tell you a little bit uh, uh, the downside of President Bush. Uh, President Bush was so um, driven, I believe, as many presidents are, uh, to try to achieve a Middle East peace deal, to try to achieve a deal between uh, a comprehensive deal between Israel and its Arab neighbors. Uh, and he fell into the trap uh, that many fall into of somehow believing that this is a question of, well, you know, it's an intractable conflict with two sides with a story, and if each side, and they just don't want to talk to each other, and they only want to shoot, and if they would just sit down and talk, and if we could only get them to the table. Now, of course, I, I do uh, believe that he came to realize that that's a misconception of the situation, but back in 1991, that was uh, his perception of the situation, uh, and it drove him to put certain pressures on uh, the uh, Israeli leadership at the time. The government was led by Yitzhak Shamir, a, a, a real great hero uh, in Israeli history, um, and uh, some said Bush led uh, led Shamir uh, kicking and screaming into the Madrid peace talks. I don't think, by the way, actually, that that is true, but he did put pressure on that was unwelcome, and he put pressure on Israel in ways that I, I think were, were unbecoming of America. So, for example, uh, when uh, the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, there were a million Jews who had been uh, persecuted. Well, there were probably about two million Jews in the Soviet Union, and they had ter- been terribly persecuted, and they were not. They did not have freedom of religion. They were not allowed to go to the synagogue. They were not allowed to learn Hebrew, uh, as uh, distinct from the treatment of uh, the predominant Russian um, uh, religions, which also had their problems. But it was nothing like the institutional uh, uh, anti-Semitism that existed in Russia. And so you had all of these people who desperately wanted to leave, uh, and desperately wanted to live in freedom. And when the Soviet Union fell, a million Jews wanted to leave the, what was then the former Soviet Union and move to Israel. And these were just people who wanted to live their life freely, who wanted to live their life in their historic homeland. Uh, and, uh, Israel uh, was prepared to absorb all of the cost of bringing them in, all of the cost of building the housing, all of the cost of building the communities, all of the cost of doing what's necessary. The only problem is Israel, a small country, it wasn't the economic powerhouse that it is now 30 years later. Israel, a small country, in order to be able to go and borrow the money that was necessary to do it. And again, remember, going to pay for it all themselves. In order to go and borrow that money, though, they came to the United States and said, the thing is, is it becomes prohibitively expensive for a country like us to issue uh, bonds for this if we don't have guarantee if if but if we had guarantees from of those bonds from the United States uh, we could borrow in a way that could really make these people better people's lives better be able to absorb them be able to integrate them into society and uh, the Bush administration decided that that would be an appropriate pressure point and they said no we we aren't going to agree uh, to these loan guarantees unless you agree to certain to certain conditions. You know, looking back in history, those conditions uh, are are ones. I mean, the idea that it would have led to an Israeli-Palestinian peace, uh, history now teaches us, is a bit of nonsense. But it was sincerely believed by Bush. Now, that's the downside of the Bush thing, is using, holding up loan guarantees uh, in order to achieve a certain unrealistic objective. You know, he he claimed that he was doing that because he was attaching to it the fact that Israel could not build in the West Bank or Gaza, despite the fact that uh, many Jews had lived there their entire lives, continued to, and any sort of additions to their homes, etc., or or permits, he did not want to allow to be uh, uh, granted. Right. He fell into the trap that... Right. Yes. Right. He fell into the trap that somehow the building of an apartment is as much yes. as an obstacle to the peace as the bombing of a bus. 
Anyway, but and look, remember, I, yeah. remember, Danny, that, uh, and I know that you uh, you remember this. He, he called a news conference when uh, Jewish uh, uh, lobbyists were on the hill with members of Congress, and he, he quote unquote said, "I heard today there was something like a thousand lobbyists on the hill working on the other side of the question, and here I'm one lonely little guy." just trying to do his job. And, and that, was, that was his quote. He later, by the way, Malcolm Honline, who is the former head of uh, the presidents of major American Jewish organizations, met with him because ultimately the deal did get done and, and Bush backed it. And Honline reports that he literally saw tears in the eyes of George H.W. Bush, who just kept saying that he really regretted having made that comment at the news conference because he knows it hurt people who genuinely and heartfelt were up on the Hill just expressing their views to members of Congress, and he didn't want to do that. The other uh, point I would like your comment on is James Baker is Secretary of State, and you know the quote that he uh, rolled out there regarding the Jews. You know what, though? Uh, you know, in all honesty, Andy, let's let's talk about the Baker comment on another time, because I don't want to smear uh, the, the, no, the, the newly dead president with it. it. It Because I agree with you. You know, I, I believe in the sincerity of George Bush when he really regretted making the statement that you talked about. And the other yeah. side of the coin that I want to talk to is that, number one, ultimately they did uh, provide those loan guarantees, and those loan guarantees were yeah. very, very important to the resettling of uh, of a million Jews that needed to be resettled. By the way, because From Ethiopia Israel and Russia, etc. You bet. Because yeah. the Jewish people comes to the aid of their brothers, resettles them. We don't have a single Jewish refugee in the world because we have the state right. of Israel. Compare that to uh, what we see on the other side of the so-called conflict. Okay, and the George other thing, H.W. Bush was a huge help in that regard. Yes. And the other thing is, is that during the, the first Gulf War, uh, when uh, Saddam Hussein uh, was launching Scud missiles against Israel, uh, George Bush did ensure that huge resources of the American military were devoted to hunting down those Scuds and ensuring uh, that the American military was doing everything that it could in order to make sure that Israel was not further attacked. Now, you could say that the reason that he did it was because that they knew that if he didn't do it and Israel joined in on the attacks, that it might imperil the coalition. But when you really do the analysis, yes, that's an interest. Uh, yes, that was an interest involved, and that was a that was a concern of Bush's. Uh, but uh, you know, to me, you're still left with the bare fact that he really did devote Amer enormous American resources to hunting down the scuds. So on balance, I certainly give uh, President Bush a thumbs up on his treatment of Israel. It wasn't without its uh, rough spots uh, along the way. Um, and uh, but um, uh, and, and I recommend and I very strongly uh, recommend the book written by Moshe Ahrens, who uh, uh, during the Bush administration, was uh, foreign minister uh, most of the time, defense minister part of the time. Uh, and it is a very, very good firsthand account of the relationship between the United States um, and the Bush, excuse me, between the United States and Israel during the Bush administration. Uh, very instructive firsthand account. It is a critical account. Uh, on the other hand, it's an eyes open account, gives credit where credit is due and uh, worthwhile reading for everybody who's listening. Uh, I believe it's called Broken, Broken uh, Covenant, which gives you some idea about the, about the perspective that Ahrens takes. But nevertheless, uh, Ahrens being, is a very fact-based uh, writer, uh, and, it's, uh, and it's really worth reading. Danny, don't you have a connection to Moshe Ahrens? I do have a connection with Moshe Ahrens. Back when I was in college, I had a fellowship in Mr. Ahrens' office when he was uh, the second most senior minister uh, on the Likud side of uh, the government in uh, back in 1986. Uh, fascinating summer. Mr. Ahrens was unbelievably courteous to me, provided me with unbelievable educational uh, opportunity. Uh, about a year ago this time, I had the opportunity to interview Mr. Ahrens 
uh, for a book project uh, that I'm working on. Uh, Mr. Ahrens, at age about to turn 92, was uh, wow. chipper and spry and, uh, uh, and provided just tremendous insight into the relationship between uh, Menachem Begin and Ronald Reagan and uh, Yitzhak Shamir and George Bush. It was, uh, it was very interesting. Andy, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about Hanukkah, which just began nine minutes ago. Yes. And uh, very worthwhile, I think, for our listeners to hear. We'll talk about it. It's the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker. We'll be back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. That's surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to ParkerDK.com. We're back. It's the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker. This is Dan Rosen sitting in Andy's very warm chair. We've got Andy on the phone from Austin, Texas, as our special guest today. We've been talking politics. We've been talking George Bush. But uh, to finish off the show for the last seven minutes, we are going to talk about the Jewish holiday that just began uh, a few minutes ago this evening. It's the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. It's a very, it's probably the most commonly known Jewish holiday uh, among uh, those in the non-Jewish world. That is, it's the holiday that I think most non-Jews know of because it falls in the season uh, in which Christmas falls. And uh, and for that reason, uh, you know, you hear many people uh, want to, we live in a great, great country where people want to recognize the the fact that not everybody... uh, uh, observes Christmas, and some have their own holidays, and it's with 
just unbelievable appreciation for the greatness of this country that we understand uh, that that's the reason why people have such an awareness of Hanukkah. So people don't know. It's not considered a major holiday on the Jewish calendar, but even though it's not considered a major holiday because there are holidays of greater, we'll call it religious significance, Hanukkah is not at all a minor matter on the on the calendar. In fact, it's a very, very important one. So what does it recognize? What Hanukkah recognizes um, is uh, arises out of events that happened uh, in about the year, the years uh, 165 B.C., and, uh, and, and then for a few years thereafter. So what happens is this. The land of Israel was at that time uh, under the thumb of the Seleucid Greek Empire. The Seleucid Greek Empire, the Greek Empire had basically broken into two, uh, and uh, the Seleucid Empire was the northern Greek Empire, uh, and uh, it was really based out of what we would call modern-day Syria and the southern empire, the Ptolemaic Empire was based out of Egypt. Uh, Israel, of course, found the land of Israel found itself right smack in between those two competing uh, Greek empires. And, you know, while they would uh, try to use their position in order to preserve their freedom, it didn't always work so beautifully when you had uh, a tremendously strong empire at your door. So the Seleucids uh, had the land of Israel uh, under its domination, and there was... Uh, an emperor named Antiochus Epiphanes, and um, he was a tyrant, and uh, he believed that the Jews were a threat to him. He believed that the small Jewish, uh, the, the the relatively uh, small Jewish nation was a real threat to the giant superpower, um, and um, he instituted certain laws in the land of Israel, uh, laws the Jews have been familiar with over the course of the generations, and they were laws that basically prohibited uh, core practice of the Jewish religion, certain basic essential practices that we would that we would say if you outlawed them today, uh, you'd be it would just be outlawing Judaism. Not only that, they occupied the Jewish temple in Jerusalem, uh, <laughs> utterly defiled it because they turned it into a pagan temple. Uh, for idol worship, uh, and created a generally intolerable circumstance uh, for the Jews. So there was a group of Jews that were known as the Maccabees. These were Jews of a family called the Hasmonean family, uh, and uh, who were a fa- who came from uh, the, the sort of the priestly class of Jews. Uh, and in a town called Modi'in which is about halfway between Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Um, Today, you can go there. You can go there, and oh, by the way, uh, this happened in an area uh, that uh, the Palestinians claim there's no Jewish connection to. Uh, This area is on the other side of what they call the Green Line, uh, uh, the the area that uh, the Jordanians controlled from 1949 to 1967. But in this area of Modi'in, back in about 160, 165 B.C., uh, the Hasmonean family said, that's it, we've had enough, and they began a revolt, and it was a successful revolt. Uh, It was very small Jewish forces against uh, the superpower uh, Greek Empire. They prevailed. Uh, They liberated the land of Israel from the Greek Empire. They made it. Danny, just to give folks an idea of of what, what we're talking about, it would be like like uh, a rowboat going up against the Spanish Armada. I mean, this was the power of the world. That's right. Uh, it was against, it was, uh, not, not even a a, a government backed uh, group. It was just a ragtag group. It was a ra- it, it was a ragtag group. Uh, it was a ragtag group that I would say won, and we we know really won because you know, frankly, they had God on their side. But here's what happened, and here's 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 the reason why we celebrate Hanukkah today. So what occurs is the Jews are making this very very strong effort in order to be able to defeat the Greeks uh, and to defeat those who lived in the land of Israel that were collaborating with the Greeks. Uh, they go- and as they're pushing through, they're finally able to liberate Jerusalem, and they're able to take the temple out of Greek hands, and they're able to rededicate it in the manner for which it's uh, intended, that is, uh, for, for uh, sacred proper worship of one God, not idol worship. Uh, and in the rededication of it, they want to light 
uh, the the lamp that is in there, what, what, they, what was called the menorah, which is a Hebrew word for lamp, uh, there was not enough oil, uh, and yet they lit the oil, and the oil miraculously burned for eight days. And it is for that reason that Hanukkah today is celebrated uh, with eight days, and why we light the menorah. But of course, what that what what that miracle really was was the strong sign from God to the Jews. All right. You've done your part. You work hard. You keep working hard. I'm on your side, and we're going to make this, and we're going to make you victorious. And the lesson of Hanukkah is, yep. and it's a universal lesson, not just for Jews. You work hard. You do what's right. You put everything that you've got into it. God comes, God comes to your rescue. It's not always easy to see how he's doing it, and sometimes it seems like he's not. But he sure as heck does do it. And uh, and that's the real lesson of Hanukkah. Put in the human effort, and God comes behind. Andy, it's been a great time sitting in with you on I've enjoyed it, Danny. the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker. And, uh, Andy, I look forward to seeing you uh, next week. And uh, we are— Danny, uh, I'll tell you, we've got uh, Tina Smith coming up in the next few weeks. We'll be on uh, the Victory Hour, so everyone should tune in for that. Well, I look forward to that, Andy. And, uh, um, I, you know, Andy, I think I may be mistaken here about when it is that we wrap up. I'm going to ask our great producer in the other room, how much more time do we have? Uh, two minutes. We got two more minutes, two minutes, Andy. Oh, excellent. Two more minutes. I didn't even realize it. Anyway, that's what Hanukkah is all about. So when you go and you see. You know, it's you... a celebration of miracles. It really is. Uh, and uh, we can all celebrate such things, and uh, and we should, and this is a good time of year, uh, certainly, to do that, as you point out. But miracles, you're right, celebration of miracles, and miracles do happen, but it's miracles provided in response to putting in the good, strong, humored effort for that which is right and standing up for that which is right. And it just goes to show you, you know, the the small against the great can win when they have good on their side, when they're focused when they plan right and they do well. And, uh, you know, and Andy, we Jews have used uh, the, the symbols of Hanukkah as our message, uh, as, as, as a message to us over all of the years, because it wasn't just the Greeks who rose up to try to destroy us. It was the Romans. It was the Persians. It was the Egyptians. It was, <laughs> it was the Germans. It was the Iranians in, in our day today. Uh, and uh, that lesson of Hanukkah, we put in our effort uh, and uh, good things come, uh, still live strong. Andy, I want to thank you so much for having me in. It's always a pleasure to sit in your chair. Ask me any time. My friends, well, keep listening to again. the Victory Hour with Excellent, Andrew Parker. Danny. Thank you very much. Have a good day. He's got very big connections and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his way around and so I always do what Bernie recommends. You've been listening to the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. For more information, go to parkerdk.com. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased 
must help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-AM-1280, The Patriot. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. 800-741-5592. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky 